0: Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. And since it's Friday, it is time for the Agenda Cafe. And I'd like to welcome back to the studio
1: our wonderful co-host, Karen Ko. Karen, it's great to see you. Yes, great to be here too, Noreen, out of the heat and into the cool of the studio. That's right. We are a cool bunch in the studio. And we've got one cool topic today. Yeah, exactly. So today we are talking about sex education. Um, You know, we talk about sex education a lot on this show, but we usually usually talk about it um, in reference to the average person, you know, so the people like you and me and 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 the average person. But today we're going to focus on um, sex education for people with special needs and special education needs, uh, because it really is different for them. For example, people who are on the autism spectrum um, or may have other special needs, May not really benefit from standard sex education, uh, which doesn't take into account their different ways of learning, the different ways they communicate and, and even things like the different ways they feel physical touch. So today we're going to learn uh, about some of the challenges that, um, those people face and also what kinds of special sex education they need and what's out there to help them understand things like dating, relationships and sex. I mean, it's hard enough. For us to understand them, let alone if you have special needs. So, we're thrilled to be joined by Dr. Diana Kwok. Uh, Diana's associate professor at the Department of Special Education and Counseling at the Education University, and Sharon Choi, who is the team leader of the Sexuality Zone, um, the supportive, sorry, supportive and counseling service on sexual behavior of youth with Caritas Youth and Community Service. So, Diana and Sharon, welcome to the program. Hi. So we're really ha- really keen on tapping your expertise But let's start at the beginning Maybe, um, Diana, if you can I'm just going to jump in and oh, say yes. We
0: have Facebook as well So if you'd like to see Diana and Sharon Do jump onto Facebook as well uh, Karen on RTHK Radio 3 And also Noreen Meir on
1: RTHK Radio 3 Is the page to go to Thank you, Noreen. I always forget that. <laughs> so, Diana, if you want to start um, by helping us learn, you know, what are special education needs and, and what's the range of their differences and the range of, um, you know, experiences that, that people with special education
2: needs have? Hi. Um, thanks, Karen and Noreen. Um, right, uh, special education Educational needs, um, as according to the Education Bureau in Hong Kong, uh, refers to students who are required to have special educational support. Then, uh, in Hong Kong, we have um, these nine types of uh, students uh, fall into, like a student with hearing impairment, a student with visual impairment, and then. Student with physical disability, like uh, last time you interview uh, with Carmen, and a student uh, with intellectual disabilities, and um, those students with attention deficit and uh, hyperactivity disorders (ADHD), and um, the autism spectrum disorder of (ASD) we, we we talk about, and then uh, the speech and language impairment, and then the uh, this. Uh, special learning disorder like reading and writing disorder like dyslexia dyslexia so my my daughter has dyslexia so um the last one uh the newly added one is the mental illness Mm. like um early psychosis uh visual depression uh anxiety so these are the nine types of uh students that um Education bureau, um, they classified as as student with special educational needs. But for, for, for Sharon and I, uh, we mostly focus more on uh, students with autism disorder or students with ADHD mm. and dyslexia. Yeah, dyslexia. yeah, this kind or these types of students. And are there a lot
1: of these students? I mean, what percentage, say, of the student population would have something, one of these disorders?
2: Um yeah I bring the statistics from the <laughs> education bureau. <laughs> okay so uh it's in uh two uh last two years it's over a thousands uh, a 10,000s of um ASD just one type wow. it's uh huh. it's a lot it's a lot so more yeah, 10,000 10, autism spectrum disorder okay Yeah 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 and also um they have 20% increase really? than before <laughs> Yeah. Like in 2014, there's only uh, 4,000, like um, nearly 5,000 students suffer from uh, autism spectrum disorder. Is that because they're being diagnosed better? Yes. The improvement of the uh, diagnostic system and the service have been, uh, you know, uh, more popular. The government have increased the resources to... um, to make sure that students have the chance to access to the diagnostic services. So that's actually a good thing. That yes, yes, I are, are coming good. out and
1: saying, "Hey, you know what? My kid has is on the spectrum, yeah. and they yeah, need yeah, help." Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 So, so then let us go into, you know, as these kids move into adolescence, what, what are the some some of the challenges that they face when they're trying to learn about relationships, dating, and and sex education?
3: Sharon, um, yes, yeah. Uh, Usually the most problematic things or the most that they face the difficulties is about the relationship. Such as the um, autism, the students with autism, because they have some uh, because they have some uh, poor social skills, yeah so that 's why when they are in relationships, they have a lot of uh, misunderstanding of how how the social the, the non verbal co- yeah and I can share some stories about a students yeah. that is, is, uh, um, uh, uh, a student is autism. is a is a is a boy, and then he 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 has a crush has a crush on, on the girl, and then he wants to have some uh, physical contact with the girls, and then however, because uh, uh the girls he 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 really didn't have the consent of the girls whether I can have physical cut physical physical touch with with her, and then so he will just simply touch her. All right. Ah, so and, and then, that causes problems, Cross problems, and then the girl said, "Oh, you are you are sexually harassed me." But, it, but in fact, the boy just want to make friends with the girls, mm. but because they didn't know how to manage. The, the social distance or how to deal with the um, uh, social contact with the girls. Yeah. yeah, I've also read that you know
0: that there is uh, the the red, yellow, and green of the of of the cues. So yeah. the green would be sort of that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. So for example, if somebody, if a child with autism wanted to sit with another child, you know that's fine. You can sit next to him. But the yellow zone is where you know you can't really touch somebody's shoulder. You need their consent first. And red is definitely the, the no go area. So how do you go about teaching um these students uh uh with autism for example you know how to read social cues
3: yes your example is very good so we always use some visual cues for them to show that or we print a, or just a lot of social stories yes for example we will have some stories for them and then we say oh you you, you just see the facial expression of the girls is that she, she uh, she's okay or uh, what is her emotions that you interpret so we need to uh, uh coach them really uh in the in the individual sections. Yeah. And also we have some role pay so we can invite some of the students come here and then we will have some role plays with them and then and then the students with the autism and then they can observe using their eyes to observe their 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 their, their facial expressions and then to learn how to read the nonverbal. but sometimes facial expression can be a bit misleading for example if somebody smiles
0: usually the visual cue is you know a green light for example but you can smile nervously as well
3: yeah should we be
0: asking questions should we ask hey, is it okay if I touch your shoulder like using verbal cues yes. rather than just visual cues?
3: Yes, that's why we need to ask for clarifications. Oh, clarifications. Yeah, we, okay. Yes, okay. A- apart from observing, because what you observe may not be correct. Not talking about them, even our adults. <laughs> right, yes, right I mean, always. Yes, always. <laughs> I'm they, so... Some of you oh, we and feel embarrassed. So that's yes. why we need to teach them oh you need to use some clarifications. Mm. Verbal plus nonverbal and then to clarify. It. Maybe as you said, the smile maybe a lot of meanings. Yeah. Embarrassed. Yeah. Happy or uh, sometimes it's teasing. Teasing is can be smile too. Yes. So we need to ask ask them for the clarification.
1: Yeah. And you know, sometimes there's a bit of an assumption that People uh, with special needs are not interested in relationships, or you know, they're not so keen um, in exploring sex and sexuality. Is that true, or is that a myth?
2: I believe there are quite a lot of uh, misunderstanding and myth, uh, misunderstanding and myth. Um, in the past, I mean, I, I read from the research, you know, uh, from the international uh, studies in the past 10 years, in the early stage of uh, research on special educational needs children, uh, most of the uh, research are focused on uh, the problems, on the behavioral problems, or uh, look at uh, their issue from a uh, only medical perspective mm. but the um, but the recent five years or especially these two years we um, observed that there are increase of research looking from the human rights perspective from the social cultural perspective other than uh, medical model uh, like uh, just her- uh, Sharon just say that uh, Autism stu- uh, students, they may have some uh, social skill uh, issues. It's related to individual um, difficulties, like um, because they have um, um, social skill issues, they may have language delay, and uh, they may have difficulties to read other people's mind and cues. And... These are individual difficulties. But, uh, you know, uh, if from a human right perspective, then the, the sexuality education we provided should address, uh, these barriers and then also address the stigma or misunderstanding or the, you know, the problems Model mm. uh, to look at them. So, um, such as what, what sorts of problems? Say, for example, they may be uh, like sinfulized, right? right? Misunderstood, uh, like they touch other people's arms, not with intention uh, to harass them, but they just to show because of um, their difficulties. Uh, Quantitative or social skill issues, they may not read other people's cues, then they misunderstood. But that is not their intention to mm-hmm. harass them. So some of them being arrest because of the misunderstanding. Yeah. So uh, because um, the education in school, they didn't address the um, special uh, language difficulties. So, um, um, for example, they have um, visual strength, all right? So the education we provide to this group of students, we try to use uh, visual, the visual story like um, this one. We have a social story um, to uh, make use of their daily life incidents. Mm. Like for example, uh, if they can't differentiate the social boundary uh, like they they may probably fall in love with their mother oh, they yeah. may fall in love yeah. Their, yeah. with yeah. their teachers yeah. Yeah. because they don't know it's not appropriate yeah it's very so common. so that's mm. why we provide but that's not you know that's not a scene yeah,
3: yeah. that's not a crime yeah.
2: right um, but sometimes they may be misinterpreted Mm-hmm. Right, So uh, the the right understanding is very important and then the right ways of uh, sexuality education strategy is very important.
1: So it is a very specific set of strategies you need to yes. use. But, yes. but for most of these young people, where are they getting their information? Because we know that sex education is not even compulsory in Hong Kong. Yeah, there's
2: uh, an issue for uh, general uh, adolescent population, specifically... Um, students with special educational needs, especially students from the autism uh, spectrum community, they face double or multiple marginalizations and barriers. So first of all, I believe that people need to understand what is autism spectrum disorder first, right? And then they need to understand uh, what they are facing when they face adolescent change. Uh, specifically, in the studies, and um, we, we do a lot of uh, qualitative interviews with these young people and and their parents. Uh, one of the very specific difficulties they are facing is um, they have very difficult times uh, to adjust to the change. Mm. Say for example, for example i uh, my son going through uh, adolescent, then they change voice, they have hairs mm-hmm. uh, pubert, hair, puberty, or, yeah. and and then it's okay you know you 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 won't take a special mm-hmm. you know uh, time for them to train them they 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 will adjust all right uh gradually but for um some students s- affected by autism spectrum disorder. When, they, they, because they have a sensory, uh, issue, uh, they may be oversensitive or, or less sensitive about, you know, something new on their body than the hair, right? So even you have a little bit change on their body, they may have huge adjustment. Right. Yeah. yeah. People this is one autism. of the example. And then the other example is, uh, when they are small babies, they are cute. When they are young, then they have very close relationship with their mom and with their teachers, right? Because they're cute and then they have hugs and then very close body touch. But when they are, you know, adolescents, Young adults, they still have this close distance. They can't differentiate, and they have difficult to adjust the change. So these are the um, difficulties they are facing. Well, let's return to this uh, very interesting topic after the
0: two thirty news uh, with Diana and. Sharon. Welcome back to the one, two, three show with the Agenda Cafe this Friday afternoon. We're talking about uh, intellectual disabilities and and sort of special education needs and what sorts of uh, special sex education do they need to help them understand uh, more about dating, relationship and sex. And to mull over this topic, joining Karen Ko and myself this afternoon is Dr. Diana Kwok, an associate professor from the Department of Special Education and Counseling at the Education University, and Sharon Choi, a team leader from the sexuality zone from the supportive and counselling service of sexual behaviour of youth at the Caritas Youth and Community Service. Um, before the break, uh, Dr. Quark, we were talking a little bit more about uh, people with autism, and you were giving some examples about bodily changes. You know, sometimes uh, when we go through a regular puberty, we're not as affected as, well, actually some are affected by a sudden sprout of hair, but people with autism can actually be afraid of this uh, sudden disruption in their regular um, routine or just their re- just a regular life so um, can you give us more examples of what you've seen as well
2: uh, yeah so uh, for example the relationship uh, the, the, the social distance between uh, family members and uh, uh, and the teachers uh, in school say for example uh, you talk about intellectual disability so in our case other than uh, for for the Autism spectrum students, they may, uh, some of them are in the mainstream school, right? So we so-called high functioning uh, students there. I know that some parents don't like this labeling, like high functioning, but uh, kind of uh, simple uh, to say that uh, they they are in the mainstream school, okay? And then the other one is um, autism spectrum disorder. I mean, students suffer from uh, autism spectrum disorder, but at the same time, they also suffer from intellectual disability. Then they will be in uh, special school. Then in special school um, from our uh, understanding they have more supports for, uh, for the sex education. At least they have a, um, specialized trained teacher to teach them, uh, based on their special needs. Like, uh, in the primary school, they already starting to learn about the basic concept about body. And then, uh, they will talk about the pubic, uh, puberty change, prepare them, and then uh, go to the secondary school, usually they have the same uh, they they are under the same school, special school, primary school and secondary school are the same, so um, they are more um, uh, you know, uh, less difficult to adjust you know, Mm. in in terms of the teachers and, and the environment but still the teachers may say that sometimes they you know, facing the change, they still want to get close to uh, the teach Some teachers may feel uncomfortable.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I want to also turn our attention. I think ultimately that the aim is to teach our students, you know, these five areas, consent, enjoyment, intimacy, intimacy, privacy, and safety. I think a lot of the times parents um, maybe avoid the situation with their children because they think if they don't talk about it, then my children won't have sex. And I think there is such thing as bad sex, but there's also such thing as good sex. And we want to teach our children, um, whether they have special education needs or not, um, the importance of enjoying good sex. I mean, How do you go about not putting such a negative um, thought about sex and intimacy? Because these children will grow up, um, you know, children with autism, children with um, Down syndrome, they'll grow up and, you know, they might want to find a fulfilling, loving partner. So how do you go about teaching them the importance of good sex also and not to let them feel so afraid? Mm -hmm. Um, And parents do that because they want to protect their children. It comes from a place of protection. And so, oh, just if I don't talk about it or if I say don't go near the opposite sex Um, how do you coach them about good sex then
3: Sharon Um, it is actually very controversial for the parents to talk about good sex (laughs) actually in Hong Kong especially in Hong Kong because um, the parents we think they want to protect their the children, so when I'm not talking about it, assuming the children, they won't do it. They won't do it. They don't
1: Which is know. not true, uh, we know it's not true, right? It's not true, If you yes. don't talk about Even, it, yes, they so actually much, yeah. explore more and probably without the right information.
3: Yes, especially for the girls, because I, recently I have a case that a girl that, uh, she had sexting in the internet mm. with the stranger, and then, and then they have sex, Outside. So they met Yes, she, they really okay. met the, is the she a special pa- needs. Special needs child? special oh. needs child is a she. And then how old is she? Uh he uh, she is uh, sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then still very young,
0: yes. Yeah,
3: yeah, and then parents discover because the parents search the phone. Oh my god My daughter how comes t- she really do such kind of dirty things yes, so dirty things Christian and then Yeah you know, and then and then the parents is very worried and then so they, they find us and then for helping and then the girl really when when, when she when she uh, encounters some of the strangers uh, stranger in the internet, she really thinks he's he's her boyfriend right oh. so she can't she can't distinguish can't distinguish them. because the boy really had lots of 13 words yeah. oh baby yeah good morning yeah. I love you yeah. can you take me nude uh, pictures of you and then the girls really think yeah. really think he is her boyfriend or oh, loves her loves right. her yes really but they even not meet yes and then so the boy will invite the sex with the girl and then the girl say oh okay yeah. because you are my boyfriend what? oh and then and and then the girl really believes, she truly believes. and then but after that after the sex of course we know what happened yeah and then the boy just bye 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 yeah. so, yes and then the and then the girl even even still thinking oh my boyfriend why not finding me and then the parents start to reflect mm-hmm. so what happened
1: to the girls and, yeah. and what like the parents in that situation um were they would they previously have thought it's better not. To give her sex education, because then she won't do do anything. Yeah, and are and they now
3: thinking? Yes, they are oh, now thinking. It we need to, to teach yeah, her. To yes. her, how to protect her, the boundary, what is love, what is like, how to distinguish the works that the that test you, is that real or? Uh, any other more elements or criteria that you need to consider before starting the relationship I mean and it,
1: then the, it yeah. seems like the parents need this kind of education as well
3: yes yeah. so that's why in our coaching work so we also do parents work yeah the individual the individual sections to parents the parents need to relearn actually because so, because she said that when, when 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 I was young no one told me I didn't true. receive any such education from my parents yeah, but yeah it's very normal things We come dating and then getting married have babies that's all well maybe
0: well Sharon and Diana maybe yeah. you can give our listeners some tips as well there are a lot of uh, you know parents listening how should they have that conversation with their child who may or may not have special education needs but how do you sort of um, teach them a little bit more about protection first of all protecting themselves or physical protection if they do encounter um, uh, relationships or, or intimacy how should they be talking to their children
3: yeah I think the first of the first thing that very important is about the attitude yes the non-judgmental attitudes because the, the the their children will assume parents will say no when, 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 when I told and I told the parents oh I am now in dating and then they will assume parents say no when you study no 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 focus no dating. On yes. sco- <laughs> work, focus on your yeah. school your school school or you need to manage your academic first yes yes or you can get a uh, f- um, uh, very a good academic results before dating, or go to university first. I think the parents really need to have to um, uh, open, listen first before talking anything. Mm-hmm. Listen what's the children's their thinking, they're, uh, what are their needs actually need to understand in teenagers because they really want to have intimacy. yes, but uh, and at the same time, and then they can after they're listening, and then they can coach them. Mm. Yeah. How, how early do you think this should start? Because you know, a
1: lot of parents think, "Oh, I don't need to talk to my kids about this till they're 15 or 16." But really, it's a lot younger, isn't it? Puberty sort of starts at about 8 or 9 yeah. when their hormones
0: are already rushing through as
2: possible. Yes, young as possible. Yes, I myself as parents, <laughs> uh I teach my kids even they can talk. Then we can name the body. Yeah. This is your, you know, body parts. This is your this is my mommy's breast, and um just like you teach your kids this this is is your nose Yes, (laughs) this is (laughs) the basic uh body uh part at least they you you know the language and then you know how to start the conversation when they start talking and then they will raise the questions um Uh, why is that uh, you have hair I don't have? Then Why you wear, you know, bra then? uh, Oh, why people wear bra then? uh, Do I need to wear that? I I believe that sex education is a daily life education. So um, you don't need a mom to have a specialty to do that. Every mom can do Mm. that. Actually from our interview experience with, uh, we have a interview with a few groups of parents, especially um, those parents with special uh, with children with special education needs. So they, they experience a lot Uh, in their children's um, growing up years. So um, these parents, uh, their kids around 17 or 18, when we interview the parents, so they have been uh, going through the puberty. So they said that the most difficult time, the most time like uh, adolescence, like in hell, you know, for the parents so there are lots of of, uh, difficulties they encounter so uh, they said that um, they are very willing to learn about sexuality um, education so we list out um, a group of topics a list of topics for them so we we have done some um, Sex education group in in secondary school, and then uh, we uh, also make reference to the European curriculum on uh, sexuality education for um, autism stud- uh, students. Then we pick out this topic, like the topic include the body. Development. What is sexual response cycle? That means um, sometimes the children may feel anxious or the parents may feel anxious because they have sexual desire. Mm. So at least we let them know that this is a um, very normative development. Everybody going through the process and then we have a um, sexual response cycle map to teach them. And then we have uh, talking about intimacy, talking about sexual health, uh, sexual risk. We also talk about sexual orientation because mm-hmm. when we talk about intimacy and dating, um, there is a high proportion of, uh, you know, in the research among this population non heterosexuality is much more higher mm. or non cisgender population is much more higher within this population so we we won't assume that um students with special educational needs are all heterosexual right. mm-hmm. or heterosexual uh, or or cisgender
1: they so that makes it quite complex then mm. because you're de- dealing with the intersection
2: of the, yeah. The, but the parents know, especially mm. those parents, uh going through their children's uh growing up years. So they will talk about every among the ten couple uh ten couples, ten parents, then two of them talk about their kids have um cross gender issues mm. so this is a quite high percentage you know yeah. um 20%, 20% yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so so from the research non-heterosexuality is kind of 15 to 40% wow that's but in the in the general population in hong kong a few years ago uh, conducted by sam winter yeah. uh, the research mm-hmm. on university population um, it's about eight percent, eight to ten percent. So you know, you see. So we need to teach these Absolutely. children and their parents about these concepts, this knowledge. And then we talk also talking about social distance or um uh like um sexual harassment and also we talk about uh um Gender discrimination and uh, partner violence, kind of thing. Yeah. Because when they get into the dating relationship, when they're growing up, then they may face these kinds of issues. So this is a kind of a um, prevention group right. uh, for uh, for these young adolescents, and then we. Ask the parents, how do you feel about this topic to teach your children? And then they say that all these are very important. And then uh, they want to learn. Yeah, from some of the children that you've
0: worked with, do they ever feel lonely? Do they ever feel like, oh, all the other children maybe have girlfriends and boyfriends? Why don't I, you know, maybe they understand the concept of dating, but maybe they wonder why they're not picked or why they can't find a girlfriend or boyfriend. Uh, Sharon?
3: Yeah, yes. And then they also feel very frustrated as well. Yeah, because they, because at that teenage stage it is very normal wants to have dating yes. and have a relationship with the castmate. But because of some of their difficulties, they find very difficult or the people will bullying them Using the love affairs because they have some uh, big, yeah because they have some misinterpretations of people's behavior so uh, they really they will feel lonely so that's why it is very easy for them to turn into internet right is it do you think it's actually a bit harder for
1: the kids who are in mainstream schools because you know they will they're with kids who don't have special needs who. Can interpret all those yeah. non-verbals and body language yeah. and social yeah. cues, and yeah. they may feel even more left out.
3: Yeah. Yes. Correct. So that's why we need to have the we have a lot of supportive service to them. For example, we will have some dating groups. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, dating groups. What do the dating, dating groups, groups? What the do dating they do? Groups, they will learn what is dating, what is like, what is love, how to how to engage, how to start the conversations, how much. A message that you need to test for example if you like that girls so test first time and then don't type don't don't test her 100 times right. <laughs> i think
0: a lot of people need to have that yes. class actually yeah
3: and then we will teach them oh if you test her three times and then she didn't the re- reply. reply and then you need to stop around first <laughs> right, right. yes yeah, so we need to teach it really uh, the, the boundary the boundary and good. also maybe for the uh, the mainstream students they will get it very easily oh the, the, the girl not respond me and then so I will stop. But they they really insist. Yeah. Oh no and I, I need I need to send, I need to call until until they really reply That's an excellent point
0: actually <laughs> Because it's true We don't think about it I mean, you know Parents should actually have You know, this conversation With all children yeah. Regardless of special yeah. Because sometimes You can feel that feeling of rejection But maybe the other person Is just busy <laughs> yeah. Maybe she, he or she nah. Is just having a lunch You know, yeah. not near the phone And if you text doesn't matter if you text Five times or ten times <laughs> They're not near their phone yeah. so.
3: so and Also, they feel very anxious Oh, not reply me And then I, I need to text him more, call him more, but they can't understand it is very annoying,
1: yes, 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 yes. For, people, yes.
3: yes. for people, they think it is very normal, no need to learn, but for them, really need to learn, right. even very so subtle porn. Mm. Yeah.
1: Sharon, you mentioned something earlier about the some of these kids turning to the internet,
3: so can you elaborate more on, on that? Because uh, in their social circle, because it's very difficult for them to engage, the their the, the peers, so they will turn to the internet, because the internet is very easy. Actually, it's very responsive as well. When Whenever you say, hi, and then people will say, someone will say, well, someone someone will say the And way. then, but they, they didn't aware, they didn't have the, the uh, they, they didn't really pay attention. That is that, that guy said, oh, I'm 16. And then they will believe, oh, 16. <laughs> and then, and then, oh, maybe, and then finally, maybe he's 30 or 40, mm. 40. But, but they need, but, because internet is very handy and very responsive. Mm. And actually, it's, for them, it's quite positive to respond. Right. So should parents be
0: <laughs> monitoring or, I don't want to say checking, <laughs> but how do you, you want to protect your child to make sure they're not being groomed by uh. some internet predator. Mm. Um, so how do you, yeah, how do you yeah up, <laughs> get updated <laughs> by your child's internet ex- exploration? Yeah,
3: in reality, parents must check. Um. <laughs> Because okay, so really, they should check, yes, parents yes, must check, and okay. even the kids is also willing to give the give the parents to check actually. Oh, and really? That's some of the some of yeah. the kids really willing to give so, them check.
1: So I guess you you know if you then that means the parents need to have a healthy relationship with the kid about yeah. internet use and and have that conversation as well.
3: Yeah, some of the parents really the kids they will discuss. For the, some open-minded parents, so they will discuss. So they will give them the parents to have a look of the phone, and then if the parents find something that it is uh, not appropriate, so they will they, so they will uh, do the coaching here. Yeah, but
2: I met a very special parents before. Mm-hmm. Is Lauren? You talk about uh, a student with intellectual disability, and then this boy is a uh, from a special school with. Uh, intellectual disability and uh, he is looking at the internet uh, for the pictures related to uh, cross dress uh, uh, photos and then uh, may have sexual uh, satisfaction uh, pleasure from uh, looking at these photos and then the father uh, found them count fun to but, but this father is very very good, oh, good. and uh, he said that um, I understand that um, this is his right yeah. to enjoy uh, sexual pleasure and uh, we understand that as long as this is in his room and then we teach him about the privacy you can do that in your room with privacy but we worry that we worry about the issue that if he may you know bring this habit into Outside. the classroom right. so this is the father's you know uh, concern but at least i th- i think that this father at least He's he open-minded. The, the,
0: the, the sexual rights yes. of, of the son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very open-minded. More parents should be like that. We do have a lot of comments also on the Facebook page. Um, Cleo says, by the way, uh, Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3, uh, Cleo says uh, she hopes her son with Down syndrome can enjoy a healthy sex life when he's older. So I'm definitely uh, wanting more information on how to help him go, uh, how, how how to help him as well. And uh, Miss Wow says, uh, would like to ask Sharon if your organization has any materials for frontline SW uh, teachers on ASD sex education and also using dating app social media is actually very common among young people cyber sexuality and cyber safety skills are more uh, are some common topics we need to talk to our youth in general is there any specific differences in steps and skills and approach when teaching youth uh, living with intellectual disabilities and she also adds sorry for posting many questions Mm -hmm. One more question I would like to ask both your guests is, what is the percentage of sexual violence among this group of young people? Is there any special unit in Caritas helping the survivor of sexual violence or any community resources you can recommend to us? Sharon?
3: Um, For the materials, actually we will go to the school and then to have some groups or talks, workshops for the school. Yes, and but for the very structure materials, we are still we are still designing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Would would you like
1: maybe when they're done, would you make them available to the public or a place where where people can go
3: and find them? Uh, I think uh, the material uh, we will we, we, we will give to the school that we are serving. Yes, because we will go to the uh, in Hong Kong. We will go to different schools, and then to have some groups, and also have some teachers training as well. Can parents approach Caritas, for I example? Could, could, okay, could, could. so if their
0: parents listening or people who are interested, they can. And if they work with children or if they are parents, they can directly yes, approach yes, you yeah, at yeah. Caritas. Yes, yeah, yeah, And, and okay,
2: also and another resources uh, uh, Tonghua groups of hospital, their uh, education psychology unit. They are working on the two-year projects on uh, autism and sexuality education. So they are working on and they have this kind of uh, services and uh, materials building up. Mm. So with uh, with the funding from the education bureau, so if the parents are interested, they can um, contact them. Okay. Yes. And
3: we can also do some uh, individual consultations to
2: the parents. Okay. If
3: they find some uh, some, uh they want to know how to talk sex with the children. They can call our hotline, and then we have some individual sections consultations for oh, them as great. well. W- what's your hotline? Uh, the hotline is. Uh, <laughs>
1: so
0: <laughs> you can give it to oh, us sorry. later.
3: Just Sorry, oh,
2: sorry.
3: Yeah. not on the
1: spot. What, what about the question, the issue of sexual violence? You know, which I, I actually I wanted to ask you as well. That um, people in in this with special needs are often the victims of abuse and. Violence. Do you have any
2: any numbers offhand, or you know any? I don't think uh, Mm -hmm. in Hong Kong we have these kinds of studies. Research. Yeah. Yes, and uh, for the for the literature, international literature, there are various of uh, research findings. Uh, I remember that one study uh, conducted from a Dutch author, a Dutch uh, scholar, uh, compare they compare the high school students. the general population, high school student, and the uh, autism spectrum disorder, uh, high-functioning uh, students. Uh, that means in mainstream school, they compare these two groups, and there is no difference, not oh, much difference. Okay. But the but the autism spectrum uh, group, they have more open-minded to uh, diverse sexuality. Right, yeah. okay. What about um, people
1: with both autism spectrum, spectrum disorder and other disabilities um, being, I guess the word is exploited, you know, being uh, taken advantage of because they don't necessarily understand all the subtleties of what's going on in a, re- in a sexual relationship?
3: The percentage, I mean. or, or d- just
1: the incidents? Does
3: it, does uh, it is yeah, it more likely yes. to happen? Uh, it happens because we also support some court case, some uh, the juvenile, the sexual offend or offending behavior, and quite a lot in my uh, in my clinical work around f- um, for, for all my cases around forty percent of them are students with uh, a sen really yeah yeah okay. yeah there are some They because they're offending their intention as diana said before Their intention is want to make friends or they want to con- uh, connect with them but they will use things because they did not ask for consent so and other people will perceive that they are offending what yeah. about at the other end are they sometimes the victims Yes, at the same time, yes. Of course. Yes, of course, being bullied. Yes,
2: yes. So that's why um, the parents we talk to, they're talking about if uh, students with special educational needs in mainstream school, they do have accommodations for their learning needs, then uh, can we request the government, I mean the parents' voices, Uh, To have some accommodation to understand this, you know, so-called inappropriate touch, behaviour. Can can we have some legal accommodation? So these are the questions raised by these parents, yes. Mm. Yeah, because society has to uh,
1: understand. understand that yeah, yeah that they're not understanding the situation the way most other people would, and it's not intentional at all.
2: Yeah, because especially when uh, the policy, the education policy is talking about inclusive education with accommodation, uh, then it's not only on learning; also should be accommodate their sexuality. Um, education so uh, some needs growing up needs Mm -hmm. like developmental needs need to address so this is not only on learning only Wow, food for thought indeed. And
0: uh, we'll have to bring the program to an end today. But we really learned so much from our wonderful guests uh, this afternoon. I'd like to say thank you very much uh, indeed uh, to our guests. Uh, Dr. Diana Kwok, an associate professor from the Department of Special Education and Counseling at the Education University. And also Sharon Choi, a team leader of the Sexuality Zone from the Supportive and Counseling Service on Sexual Behavior of Youth at the Caritas Youth and Community Service. And also thank you very much to Karen and co our wonderful co-host thank you noreen and thanks again to our guests you were wonderful and uh thank you sorry Co, and thank you very much uh, to our listeners uh, for tuning in and you can revisit uh, this wonderful topic on the facebook page and we're signing off now so we say goodbye to diana and sharon over there thank you